Hey guys, this is John and Austin. This is another episode of the Meat Justics podcast. Got few things to talk about today. Austin's got a story he wants to share that I haven't heard yet, but anything to do with this specific topic, I'm always interested in. It intrigues me. Um, but before we get to that, we are working on a new seasoning here that will be a, a Walton's custom label. Um, so we'll be the only ones who have it. The working title for it. <laughs> I didn't know about this until I saw it on the package and I'm like, what, what the heck? Is John's Awesome Fun Time, which <laughs> I, I really think we're going to have to find something that really knocks it out of the park to take over first place from that one. John's Awesome Fun Time just sounds like a seasoning I'd want to use. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I look at it and I'm like, you could have like done something halfway serious with it and put your name in it and been like, this is what we should call it. But that's just absolutely stupid. So here's the deal. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Your brother submitted it at Are John's Awesome Fun Time. <laughs> so it wasn't even me. But clearly, we should respect Dylan's wishes. He's vice president and go with John's Awesome Fun Time seasoning. No, um, you, you, you forget that, that there's also another vice president and a CEO. <laughs> yeah, they're, yes. they're, they're totally going to outvote that vice president. Very strongly opposed to that. So... Uh, we've just got some uh, pork here. We've put the seasoning on. We sous vide it, and then I finished it up in a pan right before we started. Uh, so let's let's give it a taste live. Um, this is still a work in progress. This is not uh, a finished seasoning well, what, yet. What expectations do you have for it flavor-wise? Should we go over the ingredients, or should we really just let the name we end up decide? I mean, I think the name's pretty descriptive, Yeah, right? And it's going to be <laughs> well, an awesome, it, fun time. I the fact that you didn't work your initials in somehow. We've been trying to get JTs <laughs> in there somewhere. So uh, so it's like a citrusy garlic -y seasoning. Yeah, smell-wise, it was almost... I don't want to say taco and get people way off, but it did have that, like, when you smell... Uh, cumin. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's definitely. got a cumin smell and slight taste to it. Um, so close, but I don't think it's exactly where we want it yet. Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly what we're looking for, but it is very, very close. I, I'm, I don't know. I gotta tone think down and debate and try it on like some other some things. other things yeah. and like see okay how 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 does how is it really tasting versus what's in my mind? But it's really good. Um, still, I mean, I I love that flavor profile. Yep, I love citrusy things. Um, um, I actually did have a version of this on i finally tried it on shrimp mm -hmm. had never had it on shrimp but it, it's weird because normally i i don't always think that like you can have a seasoning that's going to work good on like on like some sort of seafood but then also like pork and chicken, chicken. and beef and other things but everything i've tried this on i'm like eh, this is really this is good. good yeah it's really good i i buy every week a two pound bag of um peeled deveined <clears throat> shrimp I just cook it up and I've been using the seasoning for the last couple of weeks and I love it. And I just leave it in the fridge and anytime I want a snap, a snack, I just eat some shrimp. It's like perfect low cal well, not low calorie, calorie, but shrimp. Yeah, it is. It has the macros I'm looking for. So, yeah. So I get real quick. Um, when John first set this out here and he cut it up, I'm like, are we eating that? Because I'm like, that does not look cooked. I thought he had cooked chicken. <laughs> and so he cooked it to like 140, 145. And I'm looking at it going, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. I was wondering it. why you were being particular about that. I'm like, that just kind of looks like but, pork sometimes. Yeah, it's pork. That's I mean, that's cooked perfect. And yep. the seasoning is, is fantastic on it. Yeah, sous vide, super easy way to do pork. Um, I threw those in around 1, one o'clock. 
Um, oh, crap. Uh-oh. I was supposed to set stakeout to defrost oh. for like the past three days, and I haven't. When we're done here, I'm going to set stakeout. <laughs> oh, the ones back there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought you meant at so home. Totally unrelated. I was like, you better go home and pick some up or something. And if my wife hears this, if she does, she does listen past. to the podcast, she's going to give me grief over it. My wife doesn't. We're doing it right now. We get, you got someone on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> excellent that she doesn't do it. But Sorry I, for I the interruption. Tone down the, li- the lime taste maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if there's really a difference, but it's more limey than citrusy. Yeah. I feel no, no, like no. citrus I, has a more blended. As soon as you even open it, you can just smell like, and it's like, oh, that's lime. That's not just citrus. So it, I would say it's pretty close. Ask for a slight rework on it. Um, hopefully we'll... We'll have it out with a, a real title, not John's super awesome fun time, um, out to market fairly soon. We have a couple other things that are moving along nicely um, in the next few months, probably five months or so. Uh, we should have some some really good retail uh, offerings. Uh, three things that I've tested. One, we're getting another version of uh, with some more torque. Um, but there should be some things coming out that people are going to be really excited about. So do you want to talk about any of them? Uh, I, sure. I mean, everybody knows about the electric sausage stuffer. Um, so they've reworked a, a circuit board on it and supposedly it's going to have 30% more torque. They're sending that over to us now. We'll replace the circuit board in there. Andrew and I took apart the motor looking at how hard it would be to replace, but that's not the circuit board circuit boards up by the gear so we're like i can't replace that and there's all sorts of like it looks like it's soldered on i'm like i'm not doing that and then they send us a video and they're like no it's this thing up top you idiots we're like ah (laughs) okay so yeah so we'll get that um and then hopefully that'll be the last piece for that um and then we've tested a few times now the uh jerky blades for the tenderizer that's going to replace that that works excellently and then the other thing i'm not ready to talk about but i do want to say i went from so skeptical hippopotamus face have you seen do you know what i'm saying when i say that okay i went from so that to so behind this unit like it's awesome it makes a world of difference and i can show you side by side ours versus another and ours works many times better to the point where Andrew and I both think they made us buy that other one so they could show us like, hey, they sell this. Yeah. Yours is already way better. Stop being, you know, nitpicky. Yeah. So I wasn't planning on going here, but since you brought it up, Uh-oh. I'm going to. So uh, we had a post on Meatgistics uh, talking about like our products compared to other people's. And, oh, like, oh, yeah, you yeah. should check these this place out because they're cheaper and this and that. And like what we're going through with this new product, it just, it, I wish we could, I don't know, we need to do a better job of marketing that to people somehow and saying like, yes, if you just look at our product and a competitor's product, you look at it, the pictures, you know, it looks the same. No, like there is a big difference in there. We spend so much time with with all the new Walton's products we've, we've come out with and we're still going to be coming out with. We spend so much time making sure it does exactly what we need mm-hmm. and we tweak it and we change it. Some some products, I mean, yeah, they just, uh, we, they have, we, they we, get, we get a first right. a first attempt at it and we're like, yep, that's good. good. Um, but there's other ones where we're like, no, that's, we need to change this, we need to change that. And we tweak it and we tweak it and we tweak it and we make it 
the best we can. And we drive and, our manufacturers crazy. Yeah. And then then we also decline to labor, label things as like commercial grade, mm. this and that, because you see that from not. so many of our other competitors. They're yeah. like, oh, this is a commercial grade grinder. It's like, that's a bunch of- That's going to fall apart in yeah. three months if you try to use it for commercial They grades. don't know what commercial grade uh -huh. is. And so in our world, since we cater to both the commercial and the home processor, we don't label it as that because- it, it just won't. It won't stand up in a commercial environment. Nope. But what we have, when you compare it apples to apples to a competitor, we far surpass. Um, also taking into consideration content like this, where we're talking with you guys about our products, about how to make stuff, what's going on in the industry, um, the Mejistics website, and all the how-to information, the community that's out there. When you look at what we offer versus a competitor, hands down, I don't think you can you can compare anyone else to us. We may not have all the exact same product offerings, but when you look overall, um, the total value you get from Walton's, I think, is far and above beyond anything you get from another yep. competitor of ours. Yep. Austin and I both wrote long, somewhat diatribe responses to that, sent them to each other, and then I don't ever post mine. Do you ever post yours? My, I still have a test post out on Meatjustics. Okay. I don't know I if still I'm going to post yet or not. I just... It's always a, a little bit of a a weird one on that. Like one, you had plenty of people standing up, like saying things in that post, like Meatjustics users yeah. saying what we said, just far less verbose. Um, and two, it, you know, obviously we're biased, but we know things that other people don't know. Like you said, like everything that goes in behind. The only way I can think to show people what actually goes on in like product development would be to film it. And there's stuff in there that I and don't want do released. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's stuff in there I don't want released. So we can't really, the only thing we could do is talk about it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think the post I have out there on me just in our, our test stuff, I will end up posting some sort of version of it um, or turning it into a different type of post. I that don't know. Some, somehow so that there is something out there that people can see what else goes into mm -hmm. things, what other, what extra value they're getting. And basically it's a, why should I use Meatjustics and why should I buy from Walton's sure. type of thing? Yep. And it won't be long here. We'll have the, uh, an actual blog on waltonsinc.com. Uh, we already have it all mostly laid out how we want the type of content we want on there. Um, so instead of it just being on Meatjustics, it'll be on waltonsinc.com. Um, when we do have the final thing for that, I am going to do a video post, whatever, of every motor, every iteration of what they sent us to get to what we finally go to. And it will be, I think people will be fairly shocked at least. It was not like, hey, make these two changes and do it. It was make these two changes. No, we don't like that. Make this. No, we don't like that. Still yeah. needs more. Still needs more. Still needs more. Back and forth. Many, many times. Well, some of it they haven't even sent us. I mean, some of it has been stuff they've done on their end, too. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that what we have here is only for. still only a portion of it. Yeah. yeah. And we already are in significantly in the hole on this product before yeah. we get to market. That's okay. Well, uh, what are you gonna which, do? when we're done here, we need to talk about how many we want to buy for our first go-round. Okay. So keep that on your mind for it the rest makes of the podcast. You nervous. Okay. Um, all right. A couple other things. Um the 29th, we're going to have a class here that is next, not this upcoming Saturday, uh, but the following Saturday, we're going to have a class 
at Walton's um, from BHA and pass it on or putting it together. But really, uh, it will be led by Walton's, me. Um, we'll be going over how to make deer snack sticks. Uh, we're going to, ahead of that, we're going to have some uh, deer snack sticks made so that everybody who leaves can leave with some deer. So you're not going to obviously be able to take the snack sticks we make that day um, because it's going to take m- multiple hours to smoke them. Um, but it should be from nine till 11 in the morning. We may run a little bit long, uh, depending on how things go. want to get uh, at least some class involvement. Uh, we'll be doing grinding, mixing, stuffing. Um, and then it, obviously after the stuffing standpoint, we'll just give you some snack sticks that are made out of deer that we've previously, uh, smoked. Um, so you can go to, uh, pass it on outdoor mentor. They have a, a signup form. It's going to be held to 48 or 50 people. Um, and yeah, it'll be nine to 11 on uh, the 29th. Um, then do we have anything else other than that? Oh, uh, ahead of that next Wednesday, I think either Tuesday or Wednesday, what are we coming with Patrick Tuesday or Wednesday for the live stream? I think it's, I think we said next Wednesday, uh, basically we're going to start a process stream here at five 30. Um, so I'm just, I'm making stuff for that class. So I'm just going to flip on the camera, um, flip on the camera. Uh, and then I'll put chat up on my monitor, uh, and we'll just, as I'm making it, I won't, it won't be like the class. I'm not going to talk about every single thing I'm doing. I'm just going to watch for chats as they come in. I'll answer questions. Cool. Cool. All right. You want to get into meat matters? Sure. What one do you think I want to talk about first? Which of these articles do you think would have applied to or apply appealed to me the most? Um. Do 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 do. do. I am going to say it's one of two. It's it either uh, food supply. Wow. Food supply chain is strained or meat smugglers. It's meat smugglers. <laughs> it is meat yeah. smugglers. I don't know why I find this so fascinating. Um, I don't know. Maybe it, like growing up, we knew a bunch of people like who they were older in the community who were not upstanding citizens, I guess is how I could say that. And were involved in things like that and re- even remembered times of smuggling liquor and things like that. So it might wait. That was like, when was that a thing? Uh, so when I was growing up, older people in oh. like like adults in my air in my group, my family, I guess I'll just say, um, who had been involved and had knowledge of smuggling different things. Okay, I I thought you were saying when you were a kid, like <laughs> no, that was still we a thing. I'm like, oh, yep. dude, you're older than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> bringing it in from Canada. Um, all right. So U.S. Customs and Border Protection keeps turning up evidence about how it's working. Sorry. At the Los Angeles Long Beach, Long Beach Seaport, April 6th through June 6th, 19,555 pounds of prohibited pork, chicken, beef, and duck came from China. That's one port, and that's shipping it over the ocean. How much do you want to bet's coming in from Mexico? Oh, it's got to be a lot more. It's got to be a ridiculous yeah. amount. Well, I mean, smuggling 
in in my mind has got to be a huge thing right now just because of tariffs on everything probably you're you're paying 30 percent more for everything that comes across the border yeah so the increased smuggling now being experienced puts america's animal agriculture at risk african swine fever there it is again uh alone holds the potential of wiping out the entire pork industry can you imagine yeah that would if that gets here and it's already in the bahamas really yeah they're fighting it in the bahamas there was two outbreaks in the last four months probably um to the best of what i was able to find they just killed all the hogs immediately um but it is a a major problem and it is a concern now would it be worth it if it ran through all of our like all of our domestic pigs but also got the feral hogs we would all be without pork for a couple of years or it'd be hard to get but if you get rid of all those feral hogs you're saving billions of dollars a year in damage yeah but i don't really want to risk the i know the loss of and what if what if and i mean it says in here that that the u.s pork exports are valued at 6.5 billion annually right i mean you're you're gonna lose a ton of exports you're also gonna lose a ton of our internal food supply i mean anything like that happening just be devastating i hate those feral hogs though yeah but if if it's related to what we eat and what we drink that's more important than probably anything else because those are the two things you have to have to live if uh hogs i mean this may sound horrible but but if 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 hogs are destroying property and doing things you can at least live with a lot of that mm-hmm. um, you can't live if we don't have food or water type of thing but we both said if we had to lose one of the meat things and keep one we'd both keep beef and get rid of pig doesn't mean we should actually support it <laughs> so we, sh- we could do it um, then the next one is uh what is bush meat trend sees dangerous mix of rat and primate meat brought into the u.s so this is another of the smuggling in the same way um generally i guess there's a lot of fish smuggling going on bringing in like fish that we wouldn't normally eat but now they are seeing bush meat which is bats non-human primates cane rats and antelope why is antelope on there i don't know we have antelope here yeah that makes no sense of its inclusion but uh, the term bush meat refers to raw and minimally processed meat that comes from wild animals so i mean we could be talking about a deer there what the difference here is bush meat can be infected with germs that can cause sickness in people including the ebola virus mm-hmm. so maybe maybe don't eat uh that primate somebody offers you monkey maybe just say nah <laughs> i'm okay i can go without figuring out or knowing what that tastes like it makes me think of uh the it's always sunny in philadelphia episode Coon. <laughs> yeah. i got the hunger i got the hunger it's lousy with parasites uh but cbp officer sees more than 100 pounds of bush meat at an airport last week um so I don't feel like meat has become that hard to get at the grocery store. I mean, I did say I didn't buy steaks a couple of weeks ago because of the price, but I'm not going to turn to buying meat off an airplane coming in from who knows where. Maybe I should sell you some of my steaks. Have you bought steaks since? No. No, but that's just been weird with how grocery shopping has worked in the last week or so. I'd sell you steaks for 20 bucks a pound. 
That doesn't sound worth it at all. Be less than what you were looking at the other day. You're talking like $54. Those were prime though. I, those steaks don't look prime. I'll take a Sharpie and write prime. <laughs> to make me feel better? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we've got a couple stories about state programs um, pumping in some money into states to try to ramp up both workers and plants. Uh, we've got Wisconsin is using or is doing uh, five million. They're spending five million to help train a new generation of workers who can prepare beef, pork, and other meats for sale to the public. We talked about a couple of months ago um, a new program down in Texas that was teaching kids in high school specifically how to become butchers, basically, or meat cutters. Um, do you know what the number one when asked of like younger children what the number one career they want is? Firefighter? It's definitely not firefighter. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in today's day and age, do they want, I mean, maybe they don't know the word, but do they want to be like an influencer? Yeah, they want to be on social media. YouTuber. Yeah. That's I was thinking like, terrible. when I was a kid, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 now. Now, you're not a kid anymore, Patrick. Nothing against people that do that because we're right here doing kind some of, of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but if if everyone wants to do that, you don't technically add a product of value. Nope. You add entertainment, which is great. We have to have entertainment, but uh, yeah, only so many people can do that. Yeah, uh, and it's a very very small portion of people that can pull it off. You would have far better luck trying to be an NFL player or trying to be well, not the NBA. That's really select. But I mean, each NFL team has fifty two active players, eighty something players. There are thirty two teams in the league. How many people do you think are making a really amazing living on YouTube? Probably more than that, actually. I'm probably I mean, amazing would be yeah. a keyword. Amazing living. But. Okay. Yeah. So like a but good living. I like to think of it like we're making content for uh, something bigger than us, right? Walton's being the. Yeah, majority. we don't make we don't make money it for from this. We don't make right. it for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. that that's like the cringe I think associated with yep. the influence ideas. It's like, well, I'm going to be my own Mount Rushmore, and people are going to look at me and pay me for it. It's just like that's kind of gross, but can be. For sure. I mean, that's the world we're in now, I guess. Yep. So. Um, but getting kids back to learning how to do these jobs, essential jobs that aren't necessarily glamorous, uh, which is why I think um, Dirty Jobs was one of the greatest shows oh, ever yeah. created. Mike Rowe is, and I like, he was on the Tim Pool podcast the other night, and he is exactly who you think he is. Like, there is no, he's not putting on airs at all. He was talking about some of his like dirtiest jobs. Oh my, <laughs> ridiculous things that uh, I wouldn't want to do. But I mean, we need more meat cutters. We meet, need more uh, construction workers. Those are the backbone of the economy. It's what keeps America flowing. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if more people gravitate towards entertainment stuff, there there will be too many people working there, and they won't make as much. And other jobs. Wages are going to continue to rise because you can't find people and you're going to make more money doing that. Sure. So it's it, it doesn't just happen overnight. It, it had, takes years to kind of flow back and forth. But um, assuming that the market is fair and equal and open, uh, the market should assuming. E equalize there. So, uh, so on a related note, uh, North Dakota is also getting a program uh, sourced in beef schools. So very, very similar. They're going to concentrate on teaching a new generation as well. <laughs> you're going to... Go ahead. I was going to say, you're going to see this more in uh, the Midwest, certain southern states, even certain nor northern central states. Um, 
and it's a obviously a super good thing. Having something like this taught, given to kids as an option. Like if I went back to high school now and someone's like, hey, you could either go to college and whatever, or we get you in this trade school and you could be a pipe fitter or a butcher, something like that. I would have jumped at that at that point. It was just the only way I was taught that you would have any success was going to college. Like that was it. Yeah. I, I, I wish in high school that one, I just had a, wor- a wood shop class. I didn't have wood shop. We did class. have that. And it was know. very disappointing. The high school I went to, it was only like uh, eight years old when I first went there. So, I mean, they were still trying to. Oh, the school build, was only eight yeah, years old. Okay. Build like their whole development and program and everything. So, I mean, they had, they had classes, this and that, but not like today, what they have for classes, I, I just look at and I'm like, are you kidding me? So that's, lucky. that's, that's stupid. I didn't <laughs> get any of that. But, uh, like the more things you have like that, hopefully in like, in like high school, the more you get people interested into different things, but, um, it just depends on somebody's environment, what they're exposed to and what they see. And, um, I mean, a lot of times people, I mean, they're going to start out in one thing, even go to college and change majors three times and then end up working in a field that has nothing to do with anything that they went to school for at all. So it always changes. The number of people that I knew growing up who had advanced degrees and ended up working retail jobs for 10, 15 years was insane. I just, yeah, way better, in my opinion, to find something that you're, you like. I mean, I lucked into this, but without this, what am I, you know, what am I doing? I'm an excellent trophy husband, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, top tier trophy husband. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So um, yeah, one, go ahead. A uh, quick thought. Yep. Um, thinking of like different programs in different states and this and that. If you are um, commercially involved in meat processing, keep your ear to the ground on what is happening in your state. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of things going on right now, um, state wise, federally, um, that are going to start impacting and uh, providing incentives and help for people small the small small to mid-sized processors specifically um i don't know who all has more of a jump start than others i think ohio is is maybe a little further out there um that was one further along yeah Yeah. that dylan was talking about they're like already going with their next round of stuff um but we're we're trying to do our work here as well and 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 keep our sales guys up to date so they can help customers out because um and we'll have to talk with Dylan and see if we can get a better list of things and when they're happening to talk about it more on the podcast in depth. It's a good idea. Cause there's, there's a lot of things that are going to be coming out that if, if you take advantage of them, it's, it's going to, it's going to be another crazy year yep. to invest in uh, new capital equipment and stuff in your plant that is literally going to cost you nothing. Cause you get grants and everything from state, state government or federal government. So especially if it's, what you're looking at is going to increase capacity. Um, mm-hmm. That is seems to be, at least from what I was reading, like what is going to get you a response quickest? Like, hey, I can buy these two things and go from 60 head a week to 140 or something like that. That is going to get more attention. So, yep. Um, another article, this one's from a website called Civil Eats, which I hadn't ever been to before, but it seems like it's actually a a pretty interesting website. Uh, It says why the food supply is strained again. 
So uh, jump down in the article a little bit. We have we don't have a problem with farms producing enough food. We have problems with not enough labor in the supply chains between the farms and the consumers. Did you see yesterday what uh, Canadian truckers did? Nope. They shut down the U.S. border. Really? Yep. Coordinated. They drove and blocked all the lanes. So we were you out there uh, when we were covering the showroom and that trucker was out there? Was that you who was yeah. with me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I, I told him, I'm like, hey, if this has taught us anything, it's that we're not, nothing happens without a trucking industry here. Like everything you buy at a store is brought there in some way, shape or form. Maybe it's just the raw materials are brought there and you're buying a finished product or maybe it's like us and things are stored in the back and nothing's getting here without them. Nothing's getting to you without them either. So very, very interesting. Um, there's a program right now. I don't know much about it, but they're teaching teenagers to be truck drivers. That seems a little eh, a teenager. Well, behind like, a Mack truck. Okay, well, what's a teenager? Thirteen or eighteen? Even if it's eighteen. Well, people used to die for this country at like seventeen. So. Fair. That's a fair point. I'm not concerned about their willingness to die for the country. I'm <laughs> concerned about them on the road. Like when I was yeah. eighteen, I was hard. I some no, I shouldn't even had a license. I should have been locked in a box. Someone should have gone, no, you stay in there. You could have joined me at my house. <laughs> Were you a latchkey kid? No, no, yeah. no. Wait, wait, what does that even mean? I bet you that that's changed several generations. Latchkey, latchkey kid means you had to stay late at latchkey at school because your parents didn't get off work in time to pick you up. What's it mean to you? That's what it means. Yep. See, well, I knew oh, there was a difference. I think that's what, what it meant. Think it I thought it meant like you had it, like you went home from school or wherever you were to an empty house. Like you're mm. key. It's the yeah. exact oh. opposite. So it's the exact opposite. Okay. So I wasn't. No. Maybe that's why they call it latch key at school. I don't Maybe. know. I'm sure. I it's don't know. One what, of the same thing. We're just so latch key is a thing. Of, yeah. 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 Well, it like, may not be anymore, but yeah, when we were point, in school, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to have it in the morning too. I was so jealous. I was like, you guys have been here since six, just playing recess and eating cereal. They're like, well, yeah, my mom goes to work at five. And I go, what? What's happening <laughs> What's here? Going on? My mom uh, doesn't work. But since the start of the pandemic, workers in many industries have been quitting their jobs in high number. Food workers across the supply chain have long been some of the lowest paid across the industry, subject to terrible working conditions. I don't know how. I mean, that's obviously plant specific. Uh, but now they're facing burnout. During COVID-19, workers in meatpacking plants, food manufacturing plants, grocery stores, and restaurants suffered through outbreaks while being pushed to work harder to meet increased demands. In November, a month where 4.5 Americans quit their or 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs, six representatives from a broad cross-section of the country's food system told the House Agriculture Committee that labor shortages is the number one immediate issue facing national supply chains. So, I don't know how we get people to want to go back to work. It just, I mean, you can have to pay more. I mean, that's ultimately, at least in my opinion, my mind, that's what it comes down to. And because I'm, I've seen that across um, other things as well. Um, uh, how can I describe things without over sharing? Sharing. Um, I don't know. La- labor, labor costs are going up and it's just the way it's going to be. If you, if you want people, you're going to pay them more. Um, but all that's going to do is up the price at the final yeah. Check out. Mm-hmm. So it's pointless. We talked about this the other day. I don't know if you were in the room. At what point with everything falling apart, a year of terrible 
example for this. We were talking about at what point with everything falling apart, would you still come to work? Like at what point you're like, no, there's bombs on the road all the time. I'm not going in. Mine would probably be something like that. Like it's too dangerous to go to work. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But I, ha- I get a feeling like a bunch of people are like, hey, milk is $30 a gallon. It's pointless going to work. I don't know. I don't, you, I don't know how you get to no, that No, you would be here no matter what. There's got to be multiple choices. As long center. as the rapture is not going on, Austin is reporting to work. I just probably work from home. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> The problem is someone's got to ship stuff out. So if people aren't here, I'm going to be here shipping stuff out. We, we talked about that through the early times of COVID. Um, I like remember that. Worst case scenario, uh, everybody, everybody's got it and we're sending people home. Uh, well, there's a few of us. That it doesn't matter if we're sick or not sick. Still shipping. If... if if we all got it anyways, we're we're gonna be Go here for it. shipping yep. stuff out because we got to. That feels like so many years ago that you pulled me in. I came in on a Saturday, and you're like, "We're everyone's working from home," and I begged you not to let me be <laughs> one of those people working from home. Like it will not be good. So I had to wear a mask anytime I left that room, and it was like two weeks. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks of just like an empty building here. Very, very few people, just one person to a room, basically. That feels like, honestly, six years ago. Uh-huh. That's so bad. It was two. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what's, what's crazier is, at least in this area, um, this area of the country, we're, uh, we're having more positive COVID cases and more people um, overall having to quarantine. Even here, we've had more people that we've sent home sick in the past two, three weeks now yeah. than... Um, we've had to during any other time by far. Yeah, we've been fairly lucky as far as I'm aware, at least uh, nobody who contracted it like ended up in the hospital. Like, we, we have been lucky from that standpoint. Well, we had, we had one person here end up in the hospital. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, okay. I won't say who it is. Oh, yep, but, yep. Yeah. I forgot about them. Um, but even with that, we've still been lucky. My wife's plant has not been so lucky recently. They've been hit with more serious cases of it. Um, all right. And then, uh, I believe I skipped around one story, um, but somewhat tied in, uh, this is from the Wisconsin state farmer by Jeff Swenson. It says plant capacity still limited by labor availability. So exactly tied into the last one. Um, but I encourage you, it's a really quick read. Uh, the Wisconsin State Farmer, uh, this guy Jeff Swenson, does a great job breaking it down, and it's uh, an interesting read as as well. After reading this, my first thought was I probably sit down and at a bar and talk to this guy about yeah about what's going on. Um, all your all your further thoughts, you're like ah, if I could just work a beer into this somehow, somehow. Yeah, uh, but he, I mean, he talks about a lot of the things that we've been talking about recently. How price of beef is going up, but ranchers aren't making any more money. So where's that going? I feel like that's across many industries right now. It's not just that. I don't know. Uh, I might be able to get some more information there. Eventually, my uh, brother-in-law, um, he's, he's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, work, he's worked as a, a cowboy and just uh, doing this, doing that. Um, he um, is now doing some of his own cattle raising. Um, I don't know how many he got. And this last weekend, um, we went down to, uh, the family farm and, um, I didn't help a whole lot. I, d- I did some things, but I don't want to like, I didn't want to like jump in the middle and right. like 
do something sure. horribly wrong. Yeah, so yeah. Um, mostly uh, my wife's two brothers, they were doing a lot of it. Um, and um, my mother-in-law, she was doing some other stuff and I was kind of, I would kind of tag along sure. by her and she's yep. like, do, okay, you, you can do this, do that. Um, so I was getting familiar with the, some of it, but um, I'll have to talk to him as time goes season, on. Is it? No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, I was going to say. But I'll have to talk to him more as time goes on and uh, what what he's seeing in, in the cattle markets because um, he's going to be directly involved in it because he's ra raising cattle to slaughter. So, But he'll go to a custom processor probably, right? Like he'll, he'll have people be like, hey, I want half a cow. Or is he going to bring it to the – because the big problem apparently is the auction yards are making agreements with the big companies – on, hey, I'll pay this much. So then they have no leverage to work with. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to talk to him more. Should be interesting, though. Um, all right, I moved a bunch around during that. Did I miss any stories? I don't think I did. If you're done, I got one. Go ahead. I love how, like, every time we do this, like, you have like 10 and I come with just like one. Okay. <laughs> Let me be perfectly honest with you. Yesterday, I told John. It's like, find me some good stories to talk about. I can't. No, that's fine. I, I always try to find like one myself just so I have something. <laughs> like, You're contributing you. Yeah. Um, oh, so. Ran out of batteries. <laughs> uh, the one I saw that um, I thought was most intriguing um, is from the Huffington Post. And it is why you should really start buying meat locally in 2022. One, I like that because. Hey, that helps us. Yep. Um, but two, overall, even if it doesn't help us, I mean, because it may not directly, but it 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 helps get people more into small businesses, typically family businesses, instead of buying from a grocery store or someone who's making a product from the big four packers. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it also kind of rides on that um that trend over the past few years of just locally sourced this, that people wanting to know where things come from. Um, but then they also brought up uh, some good points in here about if, if you go find a, a local butcher, a local meat market, um, someone who you can get more custom attention from, then you can actually talk to them and say, Hey, this is what I'm making. What should I use in here? Cause they're, you, they're going to know a lot more than you just, if you don't know what to, if you don't know what to buy, you you can go stand at the grocery store meat case and just go, well, that one's red, that one's that. red. No. <laughs> Which one should I do? Sure. Um, so you get a little more input, um, and then you're going to make a better product. It's going to taste better. Um, but then that also reminded me that there is a new store in Wichita or close to Wichita that um, I thought was supposed to be opening still. I looked up and found they're already open. And so now I'm really mad because I missed the grand opening. What is it? But Walnut Valley out of El Dorado. Oh, no way. They opened their store in Here? Andover. So Really? Yeah. So it's like central and Andover Road. Okay. Um, uh, they've got a spot in there now and they opened uh, January 7th and 8th was their grand opening. So if you are in or around the Wichita area, um, that is honestly, that's easily the closest uh butcher meat market whatever you want to call it to me um to and you, yeah unless my wife says we have something else going on tonight you're going there. uh forget the steak i forgot to set <laughs> out we're gonna go buy steaks from there um but i'm i'm just super pumped because uh 
where I moved like two years ago and I, I was already on the edge of the city and then I moved further out and like to get to a meat market, I'd either have to drive to El Dorado Yoders. or drive to the West side and, and Yoder. But now I've got somebody who's, I mean, it'll be a five minute drive from that's my awesome. house. So that's awesome. Um, but long story short, if you're around Wichita, make sure you check out Walnut Valley. Yeah. I'll be going this weekend for sure. Um, and good luck if you buy your meat at like Walmart or somewhere like that. Good luck getting any information from a employee. I don't even think they have butchers. Um, but doesn't that, that look looks sweet great. though? Yeah. Yeah. And so they've got a really impressive looking uh, meat case. Well, meat fridge. Um, yeah, that looks awesome. I have, yep. a, I have a feeling that I'm going to take a sizable uh, deduction from my bank account tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just don't bring your wife. Oh, she listens to this, though. Oh, no. Sorry. She'll, 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 she'll be in for she'll it. I don't, I don't think she'll naysay it. at all. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so, a couple of things. Uh, again, next Saturday, we have the in-person deer class. Next week, probably Wednesday, we have the process stream. We are really close to unveiling uh, what Austin, myself, and some others have been working on. Um, when that happens, uh, you'll see probably Austin and I up here on a live stream. I'm just so torn because I want to tell people so bad. But on the other hand, I kind of just want to do it yep. and then go, surprise! Yes, that is the way to do it. If we do it ahead of time, no, it's going to cause more issues than it's going to solve. So. Yeah. And people have more questions yep. Yep. and it's yep. just easier just to wait, but yep. it's just, I, I don't like waiting. Yeah. I don't have patience. You just forget that we're doing it. Just forget we're spending 99% of your time on. We're opening up a butcher shop yeah, here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, all right. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating for the podcast. That really does help. Thanks a lot. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for checking out the Meatistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.